We appreciate everyone that's listening to the podcast, writing reviews, and sending out the link to other people to listen. Also, we have now have on our anchor.fm slash blog access 101 uh, support where you can send monthly payments of either a dollar, uh, five dollars, and or nine dollars. Uh, no amount is too little. We appreciate uh, what we can get that will help us be able to get big name athletes to uh, interview on a podcast and buy other uh, supplies you might need for a podcast in the later future. Thank you. Welcome back to Block Access 101. I'm your host, Young Abashi. Remember to subscribe to our YouTube, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify by searching Block Access 101. If you're on YouTube, remember to hit the bell so you don't miss any uh, notification or release new videos. I'm here today with special guest Candy Waller. How you doing, Candy? I'm good. How are you? Pretty good. Can't complain. It's Monday afternoon after spring break. (laughs) (laughs) So we'll jump right into the first uh, topic. Just briefly introduce yourself, who you are, uh, what got you into sports media, and how do you how do you get yourself into the into the door and what's your current role? I know that was three-part question. No, no, I appreciate it. And thank you for so much for having me. Um, my name is Candy Waller. I am the um, founder and chief executive officer of Seawall Sports and Entertainment. Um, sports and uh, Sports and Entertainment is a sports media outlet, um, digital media, and can also be found on local cable television in Prince George's County, Maryland, focusing on all sports in the Washington metropolitan area. So everything from Commanders, Wizards, Mystics, Caps, Nats, DC Defenders, DC United, everything from following Bowie State. Uh, the Howards, um, March Madness, um, kind of quick tournament, um, entry and exit, the Maryland Terps, men's, women, everybody, you name it, we cover it um, in the D.C. area. Um, how I got into sports media, I grew up just loving sports. I am a watcher of all things sports, competitive sports. I just loved it. It just loved it. It was it was the excitement. It was the energy from the fans. It was the energy from the players, the coaches, just watching the masterminds of of um, overall game adjustments, skill set, everything about the game. I just love watching. And that's from a teaming sports and individual sports perspective. Um, I did not go to college. I did not go to school for sports. It was something that I just had a passion for. And it just came a point in my life where I said, you know what? It was kind of like, hey, be the change you want to see, right? And it was like, if I want to see more of me on TV, more of me all over the internet of um, or people that look like me, then why not? I be one of those faces. And so that's when I started Seawall Sports and Entertainment, actually just um, celebrated six years in business on March the 6th. Yeah, I saw you guys had an event too. I think it was on March 6th. Yeah, we had one. That's Look, that's all the excitement still from last year. But we didn't have, I was at the combine this year and recovering from the NFL combine this year on, um, my business anniversary, but uh, yeah, we had a big celebration for year five, um, and then year six was in Indianapolis for the most part. <laughs> yeah, I saw Georgetown got uh, Ed Cooley from Providence. I was shocked that he left Providence. I mean, obviously Georgetown more prominent in Providence. I just felt he brought, built a big culture over there in Providence. I thought he was going to mm-hmm. retire there. Yeah, um, bigger program, giving bigger mm-hmm. opportunity. 
Um, so what, what are some barriers that you face as a woman in the sports media world? Well, the first thing people always tell you is, well, did you play? <laughs> did you play sport? Did you play? Because that's the first thing somebody wants to ask you when you want to talk sports anyway. The first thing they're going to say is, well, if you didn't play, you don't understand. If you're not out there, you don't get it. But what other, and so that's one barrier, right? It's that folks don't understand that you can study, you can see, you can use your brain and you can <laughs> figure out and you can ask questions, right? Part of researching is asking questions. Part of researching is being observant and being a student. And so that's what I did um, formally and informally. So that's one barrier, right? Not, to, you know, you didn't play basketball, you didn't know you play football. Hey, but now for some odd reason, I end up knowing all of it anyway. So it's, it's, it's all good. Another barrier is just being a woman, being a black woman. I mean, there's often times I will give you a real life example of just recently at the NFL combine when someone said, you know, I'm clearly wearing a media badge and someone says, oh, who are you here supporting? I said, what do you mean? I said, oh, do you have, you know, you know, someone that's a participant? Well, not directly, but I'm here actually working because the assumption is you either have a significant other or you have a child, a, a family member or something that's there, you can't possibly be there as media. So it's a lot of assumptions um, that all add into those barriers that just haven't quite gone away just yet. Yeah, I see that a lot sometimes, even when I'm like referring with another, like a woman official, uh, they just mm -hmm. keep acting weird, like basically kind of figure like, are they their mom or something? Like, no, that's my partner for the, the game. <laughs> like, what are y'all talking about? <laughs> but um. And then, of course, there's always the groupie aspect, right? They think you're a groupie. You think you're there to meet somebody. You're not there to work. So, yeah, that's always been an issue. It's not just sports, just in general, just sexism. Um, mm -hmm. I still continue to work on that, but we still got a long ways to go. Um, mm -hmm. What advice would you give younger women that's trying to get into the sports media world? Um, I, I would, I would just give the advice of of no fear of no fear that's kind of a a recurring message that i've even been sharing you know when i look at when i do my affirmations every day no fear um there are often times that you you know for women you will be the only woman in the room um for those of us that are minorities you know we you, there's a, a, a huge you know chance that you'll be the only minority in the room. Um, and then for black women you, there's a chance that you might be the only minority and the only woman in the room and you cannot let that deter you from what you are what you are purpose to do and what you have passion for so that's first and foremost my other um feedback is to get to know others in the industry just you know networking having um effective business acumen is a real thing and you can't go alone some of us want us to go alone but it's good to have a network and a circle of people that you can connect with you know join your local organizations uh women in sports and events wise of the you know uh the national association of black journalists nabj you can join those organizations and really get to know other people even if it's just you know just to grab drinks with or even strategize or brainstorm or even maybe even take a course but it is important to just connect with others in the industry as well yeah definitely um and then i did a segment last year women in sports um a couple of friends and people i met through twitter um 
they were just saying like somehow being women black or white um that they would see issues with other women would see them as a threat rather than an ally and mm-hmm. I, I i mean i obviously i never thought that but i can see it now when i look at it from their lens it's like that's crazy though because it's really just y'all against everybody else we are mm-hmm. really like having a line instead of competing but i, I can see why they might the other one might see another woman as a threat because it's right now it's minimal so it's like dog eat dog right. world Right. And that's why exactly, exactly right. That's why I mentioned um, WISE, Women in Sports and Events. Get involved with those organizations. You're exactly right. Don't, we're in this together. Do not look at the next woman as your competition, right? The only competition you have is the person that you were the day prior. That's it. And that's all. And so the more collaborative we are, the more we're championing and, and cheering each other on, the better we all are. Definitely. Um, who's your role model or someone you look up to in the sports media world or just in general? Um, you know, I can't that that question is always like a, a stop for me because I, I've always it changes it depends on what, what season you're in, right? <laughs> so I'm always inspired by people that are like the underdog. Serena Williams. Serena Williams is great. She's GOAT, I believe, right? In her in her field and one of the greatest athletes of all time. But once she got a certain age, right? Once she had a child, people were like, she need to hang it up. She need to go ahead. She need to go. And then what did Serena do? You know, she comes back. She still plays at, a, at an elite, you know, she still played at an elite level. All of those things, right? Tom Brady, very much the same from an athlete perspective. Once he got 40, 41, 42, I don't need to hang it up. Now, yes, he did end up retiring. But I always look at look at the athletes and those figures that people, society say they're done. They're over because of their certain age or because of something that happened. And they come back and they persevere and they just have that heart of a champion and that work ethic of a champion and they just continue to excel. So I don't, I, I named those two, but I mean, anybody in any industry, in any field where, I mean, we even see this with entertainers, right? Where people say somebody had a bad album. Oh, they, they're not good anymore. Nobody wants to go and see them perform. And then they sell out shows across the globe. Those are the types of stories and people that inspire me on a daily basis. Excellent. Um, what is your what is your dream job in the uh, sports media world? Oh, that's a great question. I think my my dream job. Look, sometimes I'm like, I do I have my dream job? But no, that's a great question. It is it is owning a television network. It is owning a television network where it's all day cycled in and out. We're you know that's all we do sports news all day, all different types of shows. Um, doing extensive fan engagement, doing fun things, um, working in the community um, as well with um, with the, the athletes and the teams. I think so often uh, many of the teams, I think all of them have a community aspect. Most of the um, athletes and even many of the coaches have their own foundations, but those are the stories that aren't told and aren't publicize the most right so how can we get folks more engaged and understanding and knowing what everybody is doing in the community because many of these athletes are doing so much and those stories aren't getting told so that would probably be my my most favorite dream job in sports media 
Yeah, that's definitely good. A lot of a lot of coaches and players, like the Demar Hamlin situation, he was doing something, uh, raising money for Christmas, and mm-hmm. they really didn't get the money until after that tragic injury. Right, uh, exactly. Uh, Nobody knew until, yeah. of course, now his name is popular because of the situation. Exactly to your point, and now it's raised millions, millions, millions of dollars. So how? How can we get those stories out more without there being a tragedy that has occurred in order for people to pay attention? Yeah, definitely. Uh, what is what is one athlete you, you would look would love to interview in the future? I think I'm I'm gonna go back to one of the athletes I mentioned earlier, and I would say Serena Williams. I really would love to interview her just from the perspective of her love of of tennis. Um, her decision, right, to get married, to have a child. Um, how she blocks out the noise, how she blocks out the negativity, right? Um, athletes, entertainers, those that um, entertain us on a regular basis have to go through a lot. And, you know, having to block out the noise and still keep up with your workouts and still keep up with your with your craft, whatever that may be. I would love to interview her to just understand more about that mindset um, her nutrition strategy and plan and just the decision to be married, you know, to be a wife, be a mom, all of that. Yeah, it's definitely major key. Uh, what was the lowest moment you faced in the sports media world? Um, I want to say it was the start of the pandemic. Oh yeah. Um, I think that, that, that quite frankly, that sucked. That was bad. That was, that felt bad. Right. I mean, I don't know about for you, but I know for me, it's always like, where were you when the first positive coronavirus test came in when it was Rudy Gobert in the NBA? What were you doing? I was actually out with a friend watching it on TV and was watching him clear out people in the arena, right? And then that was in March. So then watching all of the, you know, different teams say they're not playing in the tournaments, then the announcement that the tournament was over. And that was just the, a low moment in sports because we all know sports doesn't shut down for anything. Mm-hmm. So once sports was shutting down, that's, I know that was my signal that this is an emergency. We're dealing with a global emergency right now. Anytime they're like, everybody go home and don't come out until we tell you to. Um, and then it was hard just from a business perspective, right? I'm an entrepreneur in this, in this game and I had to really think long and hard about, well, what am I going to do from a content perspective? And I, and it was a low moment, but it was also a huge pivot moment for me because that's how I had to learn all of the zooms and the stream yards and the, this and the, that, because I used to go in the studio all the time. I was afraid of technology. And then with that, I had to learn technology in order to survive because, okay, you can't just wait until the studio opens back up because who knows when the studio is going to open back up. Um, so that was a, that was a low, that was a low moment. I think for many um, in the sports world is when that pandemic first hit and then seeing so many of my colleagues lose their jobs or get furloughed. Yeah. Um, it was rough. It was hard. Yeah, it was it was like I remember that interview. I was at home um, when they when Rudy Gobert when they canceled everything. Rudy Gobert touching mm-hmm. on the bikes and stuff, and I'm just like, yeah, um, mm-hmm. you got to chill. But uh, I was shocked. I was also shocked that the March Madness was canceled. I figured they still would have had that playing. Obviously, mm-hmm. with nobody in the stands. I I figured they still because it's just so big every March and they missed out on a lot of money. So that's mm-hmm. 
really can tell people the the magnitude of COVID nineteen. That part people still thinking it wasn't real. I'm like they shut down March Madness. You guys should start thinking like this is real. Um, yeah. And you know it was. Yeah, I seen a lot of people, friends, family that got furloughed. Um, luckily, I, I told at a um, school, and we just worked online, which was I guess mm-hmm. you could say kind of good, but it wasn't the situation wasn't good with dealing with the COVID. Um, but yeah, we definitely had to get acquainted with Zoom, especially with me with teaching. I had to get acquainted with Zoom, and uh, obviously internet issues with some families in Philly. I'm not able to get on. Um, and just trying to pivot around that aspect. People didn't have weren't blessed with internet so you had to find other ways for them to get work done which was a complete headache but was able to get it done um but yeah so it just kind of threw off everything um but my last question what was your greatest moment uh in the sports media world um i think i'm gonna be let me see because i have experienced when the caps won the cup the stanley cup and when the nets won the world series i was i was in the business but i was not there physically at those games um, I was there physically and covered the Washington Mystics championship run. And that was really, really cool. Now I bring that up because they never got a parade. I mean, it was, you know, the pandemic and everything happened, but um, that was just really enjoyable to see the true joy in the players, the coaches. I mean, that is what everybody, that's what every athlete and coach, that's what they dream of mm-hmm. is winning a championship at the professional level. And so being able to be a member of the working media and covering the entire, their entire regular season, the playoffs and the um, WNBA finals, that definitely is top of mind for me in um, covering a championship. And winning it, having yeah. the team that you cover actually winning it. it was it was amazing. Yeah, because Washington sports is hot for for a second with the uh, Mystics winning the WNBA mm-hmm. national. Yeah, yeah, we want to roll there for a minute. And I was like, Washington football next, and I was like, all right, hold on now, fans. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that no, I mean, but they want to roll because it was um, the Caps in 2018, and then the Nats had just won the World Series. Mm-hmm. And then was it that? No, it was all right there together. It was all yeah, a was blur because I remember watching. Matter of fact, it was it might have been the Mystics, then the Nats, because I remember watching Nats playoff games. Like we would we wouldn't leave the arena. We would just stay in the arena and still watch the mm-hmm. Nats. It was all happening at the same time. <laughs> Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, <laughs> I feel it was bad crazy. for Bryce Harper though, because he, he left and came to us, and then they win the next yep. year. I'm like, wow. yeah, the very next year they won. It was crazy. It was crazy. So hopefully we get him one this year, since we got Trey Turner now. Um, hopefully our pitching stay um, is able to. Trey is awesome. Trey is awesome. <laughs> so is Bryce. Yeah. I I, I kind of I I wanted to see. I'm not one of those you know people from when they been in another town. You don't want to see them win. No, I I really. Was hoping Bryce they would win a, they would win last year, um, even though it is the Phillies. I was like, nah, man. I, I I hope Bryce wins one. So I was like, tag when they didn't pull it off. But um, he's just come. I'm just so I don't even know how I missed this. But I, I'm just saying that he's coming back from Tommy John surgery. So yeah. I hope he's. Right. He said he might be out for a while. I think it's, maybe we'll come back until when the season start March, August or. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, well, I mean, yeah. August, early September. And I'm like, oh, well, at least, at least we got Trey Turner. So 
and we got Scarborough, so that might keep us uh, right. just just all going to um, piggyback on the pitcher, see how they play. That's what messes mm-hmm. up in the World Series, but that's a story for another day. Um, <laughs> but yeah, just final thing, let, let the people know where they can follow you at and find you. Okay, so if you are on Twitter, I can be found at Seawall S-E um, on Instagram to follow DMV Sports News. You can follow me at Seawall Sports. My personal is CEO Seawall um, on Facebook and YouTube is Seawall Sports and Entertainment. Um, and, a web, and I have a website, www.seawallse.com. And between all of those sites, you'll see my work on Bowie Television, as well as the work that I do for Inside the Wizards um, on Sports Illustrated Fan Nation, which I'm the publisher for as well. Um, so, yeah, you go, you can find me. I, 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 you, I can be found. Trust me. All right. Well, we appreciate you coming on to the podcast today. Give us your time. Hope you enjoyed it. Yes, I did. I really had a good time. Thank you so much again for having me. Yeah, no problem.